Hey, welcome to episode 39 of the One Life Church podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast. And what you're going to hear for the next four weeks is uh, some snippets from some talks at an event we had um, with our leaders of our church a few weeks ago. Now, we got to kind of pull aside a few leaders to talk and get some information and talk about rhythms of life. And now the first episode, what you're going to hear today is a panel of people and talking about different things going on in their life from retirement to working um, to when things happen in your life that you just don't expect. And so we're going to introduce them. This was also filmed live, so you'll hear some reaction from the crowd as well. And we hope you guys enjoy this episode of the One Life Church podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk to some uh, some of our friends here from One Life. Um, and then, Brett, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit more what to expect? Yeah, and we know we kind of... Uh interrupt everybody's discussions but you will have opportunity to discuss the things we're talking about because here's the thing one of the uh, as i was kind of wandering around the lobby and, and watching everybody come together i love these joint cores because it is like family and i can't help but say i i'm always so deeply appreciative of uh, who god gives me the privilege of do to do life with and it's just it's a really really neat family we're at, we have around here i love it because you guys are so passionate uh, you care deeply about the mission of God. You volunteer on so many levels and you work so hard. But I know the conversations we have are, have a lot to do with how do you balance this, what we do here, with family life, with work life. And so what we're going to do is in a different, just different venues and different voices, we're going to talk about how do you uh, kind of establish the rhythms among all those different things in a way that's halfway sane. So uh, that's what you can expect as we travel. And we've got a number of here. We're going to number of people here. We're going to teach one another. Yeah, so we're going to start with the panel, and then uh, we're going to move on, and have, we'll, we'll have some more talks throughout the evening. So I want to go ahead and introduce the people up here on the panel. I'm going to start down there. We've got Mark Weaver. Mark is the uh, is an um, elder here at One Life Church, and also, just in the last few weeks, retired, right? Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. Sorta. Well, we're learning already. And then um, I'm going to skip uh, Zach here for a second. I'm going to go to uh, Larry May. And Larry is also an elder here at One Life Church and um, also in the last year or so retired as well. So there's there's a pattern there, Brett. No, sorry. Retired yeah. elders uh-huh. is what you're going to get to hear from tonight. It's, think about that. That's your status now. Uh-huh. And then we have Jessica McCord, and Jessica is the Director of Clinical Operations, which I'm reading on the screen, um, at Deaconess. Deaconess yeah, Clinic. Clinic. We have a yes, microphone. thank you. <laughs> um, and then Brett. And, uh, well, I was going to introduce Zach because most of you probably know that Zach is the campus pastor at uh, One Life West. Uh, but <laughs> finally, the room comes alive because of Zach, because of West. And uh, but uh, his rhythm got very much changed in the in the past year. So we're going to talk about that. And and Marshall Luttrell is right there next to Sarah, and she also went through a time when rhythm in life changed considerably. And so we're going to talk about that. Another retired person too. That's right. So. Wow. You, you, Secret. You're going to get some serious wisdom just kind of dispensed yeah. all over you tonight. It's going to be great. So we're going to talk about right. work. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, I want to ask the first question, and, you know, kind of this is for anybody, but uh, I want to ask, so you guys have had, we know you guys have all had really demanding um, lives at work, but you also have families and roles in ministry. What are some rhythms that you've gotten into the years um, to make sure that you get, um, give all those things the attention um, that they deserve? Anybody can start. Anybody can start yeah. the attention they deserve. So yeah. that assumes that we did. <laughs> yeah. So 
so I'm, I'm going to give a couple different answers to this. I'm going to give you the spiritual answer, and then I'm going to give you the other answer. Um, I actually, the good news I have is I had to learn to do that over time. And, and the scripture that I came to mind was Philippians 4, 11 through 13. And it's where Paul talks about, I have learned to be content, whether I have plenty or I don't have any. And so the whole idea of being able to live in a, a right rhythm with, with Christ is something we learn. We learn to walk by the Spirit. Now, for me, uh, I worked uh, outside the home. Cindy worked inside the home. Well, she worked outside the home chasing our youngest son quite a bit. Um, so, so she was a true speaker to me whenever I would whenever I would get out of tilt. She was very good about saying, hey, you're not, you're not giving us or me or the kids the attention. So I would say the lesson that I took away from that personally was be open to listening to the significant people in your life. Are you doing the things that you need to do at home first? Because if you don't get that right, it doesn't matter what you do outside those walls. And then I think lastly, the, the spiritual side of this, this is an inside job. This is uh, when you ask about a rhythm thing, it, it really is about living, um, abiding, living in Christ on an ongoing basis. So later on in my life or my career, I finally got to that point where it wasn't a matter of what hat I had on, it was always a matter of whose I was. And am I just doing the things that he's calling me to do and speaking to the people he wants me to speak to and saying the things that he wanted me to say? So then things actually got a lot easier. It wasn't trying to come up. Am I putting enough time here, enough time there, enough time here? At that point in time, being more led by the Spirit and living by his power, um, that, that the freedom came whenever I really learned to do that. <laughs> Go ahead, Jessica. I, as someone who is unfortunately not at the end of their career, like some people up here, and are actually moving into a busier season, uh, I, I came to a career later in life. Um, around the same time I had a child. And I think having a tribe, and I was blessed enough to have family that could be my tribe, a very extended family. My child, I joke, has about eight mothers. Um, but I always admire people who make a tribe for themselves, whether that is through friends or whether that is through strategically hired paid caregivers. Someone to help be a tribe because it truly takes a village to raise a child. And there's all sorts of mom guilt involved in um, having a career. I only have one child, so I can't imagine how that's compounded with multiple children. Um, and my brother-in-law, for those of you that go to West, know Jake Kuhn. He's sort of like the guru of the family, is the sage that imparts wisdom. And I used to try to compartmentalize my life, career, church, family. That doesn't work for very long at all. Um, so trying to be an authentic version of myself in all of those realms. Uh, and so a lot of you, I'm, I can be offensive to people because I'm going to say what I think and what you see is what you get. But it's so I'm the same in all facets of my life. Um, and also going to work with the mindset of being a servant leader at home, 
trying to have the mindset to be a servant to my husband. That's, that's hard for me. Um, but just trying to have that servant leadership and that Christ-exemplifying life in all realms. And when I quit trying to separate my ministry from my career, I've been much happier. So I can look at going to work as an extension of my ministry, even though my job is highly administrative now. I look at those people that I serve with as the people I minister to. That's excellent. Thank you. Uh, Larry, you, uh, as far as this particular round, uh, go ahead and lay some wisdom on us here. Well, I, I just, for, for me, I, I would just say that the stuff that screams at the loudest often is the stuff that probably needs to be down the list. And the things, the people and the things that are the quietest sometimes need to be at the top of the list. And I'm thinking, you know, I've never heard that before. Really? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, my career never failed to scream very loudly. There were times yeah. when I left work thinking I'm being completely irresponsible and everybody at work is going to think I'm being completely irresponsible, but I need to be home, you know? Right. And so my wife and my children don't scream like that uh, at, you know, for time. But yet my wife and my children through those years needed the time. And was, that's the one thing that nobody else could do is be dad and husband right. to Tammy and the kids. So uh, the, the old adage, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, I think that, that if we're not intentional, if we're not careful, um, we'll let the workplace and even ministry and church activities, there's been times when I've been too in, involved in that, that screams pretty loudly sometimes. There are a lot of people depending on you. But, but um, you know, you, I just for, for those of you who are younger, I would just hope that you, you want to look back and say, I don't regret how I spent my time. And so... Uh, even if that, in my case, in many cases, it would mean I would leave work at a time when I really didn't think I could afford to leave, but I'd go home and I'd be there for supper. Supper time was a big deal to us, and, uh, you know, that window between 5 and 9 or 10 p.m., and then even if it required working at night after the kids go to bed, just trying to carve out and be sure that there were times that we could have quality time with Yeah, so being just hugely intentional about that. I want, I'm going to go back to Mark and ask a question just in a different way. Uh, as you look back, okay, you're, you're at that place. We have a lot of 20-somethings 20, 20 and 30-somethings here and maybe a few others. Uh, but as you look back over the shoulder of your life, what do you wish someone would have set you down and coached you in at that season of your life? Now that you're standing here, how do you wish you would have been coached on just those kinds of issues and maintaining rhythms? That, that was great. <laughs> okay, so what Larry said. Yeah, yeah, what Larry said. Yeah, what Larry said. I, uh, again, um, it, it gets back to there's only one priority. There can only literally be one prior thing, and we don't have priorities. There's only one prior, priority. And so it's God and this living from him because then he orders all the rest of it. And you see, you know, uh, as an older man told me several years ago, I'm sitting around his table, he grabbed his wife's hand and he said, I told my wife whenever my first son was born, he says, it was us before them and it'll be us after them. Oh, wow. And uh, this was a guy who mm. let his wife buy, buy her hand, cut her steak. She got Alzheimer's. She couldn't see. He took care of her to the end. So he made wow. it. <laughs> so I would say, that, yeah, that party that, that yeah. God will lead you, but you just need to allow him to. Yeah. to. Yeah. Zach, um, you, we said you experienced a rhythm change big time that a lot of people have never experienced. And if you don't know, um, Zach uh, got a head injury in, a, in an automobile accident and uh, has had recovery and he's doing much better now, but it's been quite a journey. And so I just want to ask you, what, 
What's that taught you about life and about rhythms and going forward? Um, yeah, it's so many different things. So I, one thing in particular, I thought I kind of had my identity in Christ down. I felt like, um, you know, he had made me someone that really liked to read and learn and be around people. And I uh, walked through life pretty carefree and non-anxious. And, and then I uh, had this traumatic brain injury that, uh, like, Christmas, you know, I remember spending Christmas my, hearing my family in the other room and I'm in, locked in my bedroom with the lights off and headphones on and um, just changed who I, who I thought I was. And uh, I remember, I, I think I saw Angie Rudabaugh here, but Kyle, I don't know if Kyle's here or not, but I remember being at church and not being able to process really what was going on and I'd be wandering around and Kyle a big guy would come and like put me in timeout and guard me and not let me <laughs> not let me be around people and so it just changed everything uh that i thought that i was uh which was really really difficult um left me with you know i wasn't gonna have screens no science so a lot of silence uh and things like that but 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 i've learned a lot over it and one thing i've learned is just <laughs> that the pace that i was traveling and the pace that our culture uh, tells us, you know, this, that speed and activity is a virtue or something like that. It's just a lie and, and that we have, I have ample amounts of time to process things now and, and um, I, didn't, I didn't take time for those kind of things before, the kind of soul care and the kind of thing, of, and seeing people. I was always, felt like I was always moving and being forced to slow down um, has sort of helped me see people more, uh, be more empathetic to their pain um, as a pastor, it's given me a different look at pastoral care and what it feels like to, um, to experience that and at times to be let down by that and at times to be uplifted by that. Um, so it's, it just taught me a lot about, uh, I guess, finding, finding different ways to connect with God um, that I thought, than I thought I was supposed to connect with him. So uh, I couldn't read um, after the accident for the first couple months, I could only read uh, a page or two at a time. And so all that changed, but uh, it's just, it, it has um, sort of changed my heart, made me put in a little more soul care than, than I used to. Wow, thank you. And Marsha, you, uh, uh, we did a film piece on Marsha a few years ago, her, uh, telling her story about losing her husband at a very early age. And uh, so talk about having a major, major um, rhythm change and what did you learn through all that uh, in a <laughs> uh, well I learned it was really really hard <laughs> for yeah. a long long time yeah. um, and I think that um, you know I had it was sudden it was like one minute I was a wife and my dad my kids had a dad and the next minute I got a phone call and and he was gone so they had just started middle school and high school, so it was a difficult time. I'd say that as far as the rhythm of life, um, they really wanted life to be normal. They really wanted life to go on and friends to come over and, and all the same things, and I wanted that for them, but I also knew things were drastically different in every aspect of our life. Yeah. And I uh, also tried to incorporate new normal, yeah. uh, new traditions. And sometimes 
uh, Emily can tell you, she likes to tell how they failed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there were a lot of failures in my yeah. new traditions. Um, but I wanted things to be normal, and I wanted traditions to come with us that some weren't appropriate to come with us. And you know, no. if Dad reads the story, he doesn't read the story. You know, so right. just learning to um, incorporate kind of an old rhythm into the new rhythm was uh, yeah. important to me. Yeah. Um, spiritually, I learned a whole lot. And I learned, uh, for one thing, that I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus and fix my eyes on the things that I can't see because the things that I could see were pretty messed up wow. and pretty uh, devastating. Yeah. Yeah, devastating would be the word. Yeah. Um, but when I fixed my eyes on Jesus and I got a big picture, the big picture made more sense than the immediate. And so... That was something that, um, you know, Dave and I had tried to do in our marriage and our family. We had personal goals. We had family goals. Uh, and those were big picture things that I could take with me. And uh, so the goals that I had, we had for our family, for our children, they, they didn't change. Right. Uh, so God didn't change. God loved me the same as he loved me 10 minutes before I got the phone call. Right. Um, so that was good to know. Yeah. Um, so fixing my eyes on things that were unseen was the thing that, uh, and being grateful. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe that is what changes us, uh, to be grateful in all things. And huh. um, sometimes I was begging God to give me one thing, to, yeah. you know, okay, that, the dog didn't puke on the floor last night. So, yay! <laughs> grateful. You're wondering yeah. what to be thankful for. There you go. There's a lot of things you can be thankful for when you don't know that you can be thankful sure, for. Yeah. So, um, well, well, and coming out of your situation, I think we all appreciate, is when you can say those things that we've heard, it just sounds much deeper and much more hard-hitting. Like these things that we talk about of fix your eyes on Jesus goes away from being surface and cliche to being something that's deeply meaningful and the only thing that can truly, truly root is you. there. Yeah. yeah and you know, in, in some ways, that was probably my spiritual high in my life was yeah. during that time because I was determined to do grief intensely because my marriage, I loved my husband intensely yeah. and I didn't know how to grieve any other way than intensely. So I was going to do that. But, um, he was faithful, but it doesn't mean it wasn't hard. Yeah. It was awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. Still, Absolutely. still not great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Um, yeah. just being intentional about being grateful, being intentional about maintaining my personal spiritual goals and my family's spiritual goals, um, hard, hard work. Yeah. But I appreciate that you did the work. So here's what we want to do. Um, just at your tables as you've got to listen to everybody, and, and I would love to dig in deeper, but we want to give you the opportunity to teach one another and just kind of think over some of the things you've heard. There's a lot of really good stuff in there. And so just uh, talk about two things. Number one is what among the things that were said here was the most meaningful for you? Like there's there usually when something like that just kind of makes a light bulb go on. What was the most meaningful for you? And then kind of translate it over. What is one thing you might be able to do in the coming, in the coming days going forward 
that would be an action step. It's something you could change, just kind of get into a better rhythm when it comes to that stuff. That's my, even if that means, you know, being thankful that your dog didn't puke on the floor, you know. So just, uh, if you, just we're going to give you about eight, eight minutes uh, at your tables just to talk about those things together. But before you do that, thank this panel, would you please? Our thanks again to Mark, Jessica, Larry, Zach, and Marsha for sharing a little bit just about some of the rhythms of things going on in their life. What a great way for us to have conversation. And we hope that you guys take this information and it helps you ask some questions about rhythms in your life as well. If you guys have any questions for us here at the podcast, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. And as always, we appreciate a follow, subscribe, and sharing out this content as we want more and more people to be able to hear the conversations that we're having. So thanks so much for listening to the One Life Church podcast.